Welcome to Afternoon Delight. Real people and real stories. A local podcast. A local artist. Happy Saturday, everyone. Afternoon Delight with myself, Jordy Delight. Do you know, I had such an incredible week. Um, I can't reveal too much, but I've been working with the National Theatre of Scotland since September, and thankfully, things are really starting to look like they are going to be happening soon. Um, I don't want to spoil too much. Obviously, my close friends listening to this have seen previews, but yeah, it's been such a friggin' wild week. I've had such a really good week. But one thing I really want to talk about that happened during the week that's nothing to do with my work. It's more just about um, the sort of week that we've all had in the queer community was Transgender Day of Visibility, which was March, 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 March 31st. So I couldn't believe this, but I ended up interviewing Ayla, a gorgeous trans woman who also is a drag queen, um, who stays up in Sky. She coincidentally, kind of cosmically, I would have said, actually, me and her were doing the interview on the Transgender Day of Visibility, and I thought, oh my God, this is like one of those meant-to-be situations. Um, And I knew she was quite anxious and nervous because, as she mentions on the podcast episode, she's never really had the opportunity to kind of take a microphone chat. You know, this this has never been her thing. She's a gorgeous performer, beautiful dancer. Um, I've known her since 2000, and I'm going to say 15 when I did, alongside her and a couple of other local talents from Edinburgh, the Such a Drag Ball, Lawrence Cheney, who just won Drag Race Season 2, spoiler alert, sorry, uh, did it and won, which was absolutely incredible. And yeah, it was so interesting to see her, such a young, beautiful performer, learning who she was, just, you know, one of the things she'd said to me was, oh, I came all the way from Sky, and I was like, oh my God, what? Like, you did not seriously travel that way for drag. And that, to me, in itself, is literally the the amount of effort someone can make for drag. You know, during this pandemic as well can be so trivial and difficult um, because who really wants to be an artist during a pandemic? Let's face it, some days we love it, some days we hate it. But she has always went above and beyond and she shares beautiful discussions about her transitioning, her learning about her new body, her environment and work. We talk a lot about gatekeeping, which is so interesting because for me, gatekeeping is a thing that transfers everywhere in work, friendships, love lives. Um, the, tra- the drag scene's had it plenty of times, I can tell you. Um, and it's no wonder that when she shares her stories, I was like, oh, of course, gatekeeping's been happening. I'm so sorry. But what really struck with me um, was how determined and strong-willed she was to say, well, yeah, that has been happening, but fuck them, essentially. I just thought, oh. And she's got so many amazing goals planned for after the pandemic, and I'm just so thrilled to let the absolutely talented and amazing Ayla tell her story. Welcome back to Happy Drake. This is going to be such a long overdue catch-up with one of the most beautiful drag queens I know and also just a beautiful person. I remember meeting them years ago at, God, this would have been a long time ago, such a drag. I saw, I think, what would have been their first drag performance live, I think. And it was incredible. I was blown away by the talent. I remember then they beat me in a competition in Glasgow, which was <laughs> absolutely incredible. I thought to myself, God, she's coming full force. She's going to take it from me. Um, and she's an absolute beacon of light right now. And she does such great work in and out of drag. It's the gorgeous Ayla. How are you doing? Wow, what an introduction. Um, hi, Jordy. That was lovely. <laughs> and a lot of memories as well. Like. That was crazy to hear such a drag being brought up. <laughs> that is 2015. A, that is it. It's like, like such a throwback. One of the first literally in Edinburgh was such a drag. I need to get fan of Literally. Like I know I remember like Lawrence Cheney as Margaret Thatcher, like on that night. Like it was it was insane. And now look at her. 
And now look at her. Dream Scottish drag. It's <laughs> incredible. Wow. That's nuts. And look at you. Oh, no. You've done amazing as well. So I'm so, I'm so proud of you. But so have you. And I, some of the questions I, <laughs> I was so excited to write. I was like, there's so much going on with you that I need to learn about and share with my listeners. So thank you to you for joining me. Would you mind just introducing yourself uh, to my listeners? That would be brilliant. Yeah, um, my name is Ayla. Um, I'm from the Isle of Skye. Um, I'm a trans woman who also does drag. Um, and I'm also a cafe owner. Um, I have a cafe in Kyle that's just um, just across the bridge from Skye. So, so yeah, that's, that, that's me. God, you're so, I love it. You're just to the point, but you're very modest. Like, you know, you've got a lot to chat about. And let's go back to that infamous moment that, do you remember that, was it suck off we did in Delmonica's that night? <laughs> the suck off. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that was like one of um, the, the highlights of my life, to be honest. I, um, I'm, I'm still so proud of that moment. Um, it just felt like such redemption. I remember like, I think drag, drag queens, like, are known for being quite catty and stuff, but um, I definitely felt at that time, like, oh, I am so being underestimated. People do not know, like, what I can do, uh, what I'm about to bring. Um, I rehearsed so hard for it. I got, like, a custom costume. I was so excited, and, um, yeah, it, it completely felt like redemption <laughs> for me. And, um, yeah, it was just fun, fun times. I miss shows. <laughs> I miss them. <laughs> say you could tell I mean I remember me I can openly say this right I did my routine and I put it together at the very last minute and I was coming through <laughs> I, I didn't make it through to I think the the sort of top two which was you and um Ruby Waters I think was this mm -hmm. and it, I was like very much like oh god like have I arsed this up but I just knew I went I didn't come prepared I didn't my heart wasn't in it I was stressed about my external things and a thing for me was remembering you know when you go on stage leave it backstage you know don't bring it on stage with you sometimes because that can conflict and you that's the hardest thing is is getting your head to not ruin the performance um, which just seemed to happen to me all the time um you'd spend so long preparing and then as soon as you get on stage it's like damn can I go again because I really fucked that up but um and yeah and this has been the interesting thing about digital drag for me and other drag artists I'm talking to is, you know, digital, you can technically rethink. Yeah. But that also brings a really difficult thing that you then become quite over-obsessive about rewatching it and it's never good enough. So the thing... Yeah, I you could just never release it. It would just, like, never come out. <laughs> and the thing I miss about the live performance is the kind of adrenaline rush of, well, if it doesn't go well, there's nothing you can do. So make it count, you know, make it do it right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And you did honestly hit the park, and I'm not surprised that you were top two, and then you won it. I was just oh, thank you. So impressed. <laughs> I remember. I'm surprised you can remember it. Like some memory you've got. Are you trying to say I was drunk that night? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I definitely was. But <laughs> and I, I will always remember watching you at such a drag, and genuinely just thinking, she oh, is. God. Heart isn't no, but your heart was in it you nailed it, you can dance, I can't dance, you can dance, so I was like, would you know what, at least you can dance, I can't, like, I'm standing there, like, let me do some, like, wicked number, because I'm campy, like, do you know what I mean? I <laughs> know, oh, you were amazing, I always, I always loved you, um, oh. and yeah, I'm, I'm so proud of you, and oh. so glad to be speaking to you. Oh, thank you, darling. So, one of the questions I always ask my guests, right, are, you know, where did you grow up, study, work, live, before you pursued drag and all these other amazing things. So, you know, where did you grow up and study and work and live? What did you, who were you, what were you doing before you decided, you know what, I'm going to do drag? Yeah, um, I was born in Edinburgh and then raised, like, my whole life on Sky. Um, and as you can imagine, there's a huge drag scene on Sky. So I was very involved in that. No, um, yeah, there was absolutely nothing on Sky um, for me. And... Yeah, I just, like, had no awareness at all of, like, I didn't know what, you know, transgender was. I, I didn't know, like, about drag. I, I didn't know anything. Um, and, yeah, it, it wasn't until, like, really kind of later on, um, like, literally 2015, that 
um, I even became like aware of that um, being like that being a thing, there being a scene, there being a you know a, a group of people of like me out there um, that I could like I could join. Um, but yeah, I, I I lived like my whole my whole kind of early life on Sky and a very sheltered, protective um, kind of close knit family. Um, and yeah. And what then what so obviously growing up in Sky, right, is such a different thing for drag mm. you know, I know you make that joke about oh the drag scene in Sky was what got me into this and I think that's hilarious, but <laughs> what got you into drag then? Like what actually made you um, somewhere and do this? It was actually my friend, um my 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 cousin and my friend, uh, she was like studying in St Andrews at the time and there was the Rocky Horror show going on. Um, like a production of that, um, which I hadn't even, I didn't know anything about, I hadn't seen. Um, and she, you know, told me about that, told me what that was and, um, said they were, you know, doing, um, kind of like a, a tribute show about it and stuff. And if I'd like to come, um, and I mean, I'd, you know, growing up with her, like I'd obviously, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd want her dresses and stuff like that. And I would, I would wear all her clothes and things. So, um, like she kind of knew. Um, that it would probably be of interest to me to kind of like have an outlet to safely dress up. So she like invited me down one night for that, and um, yeah, I got I got dressed up and we went out and yeah, I I I thought I looked like just like, like I look now, but uh, um, I, I didn't <laughs> I, I didn't um, like uh, a hard hard front wig like it's just a complete mess. But um, yeah, uh, we are, like we, we've all been there. Yeah, we all started somewhere, but um, yeah, but that that was that was literally it, and it, it just like it was life changing. Yeah. Um, oh, so that's so lovely, life changing. So, so talk me through it then. How did you end up then finding out that such a drag where I then met you? I think I would have just been. Um, I was so excited after that, um, and that yeah, because she was in St Andrews, and she was like telling me about Queens like Rue Jazzle and Lacey Rain, um, and Perry Sizine, and, um, like, I, I saw them at, like, the after party and stuff, and then I was kind of following them, and then I just discovered that, you know, like, Edinburgh Jack scene, and, um, I saw the, the, yeah, like, the, the application for such a drag, I guess, um, and I just, I couldn't, I couldn't miss it, it was just like, oh, this is the next opportunity I'm gonna have to, like, get dressed up again and um at that time it was it was the only outlet i had for it so it was it was so important to 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 come down for these things so um yeah it didn't matter that it was like four hours away like i was there um yeah <laughs> absolutely brilliant oh and that's the thing because you were you staying in sky when that happened you were traveling all yeah <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> Yeah, that because um, I remember thinking that. I remember I, I, I think I'd actually said to you because I came in to the karaoke rooms and was like, "Oh, hi, nice to meet you!" Like, oh yeah, God, bubbly wee fairy that was. And I was like, "Oh, it's so lovely to meet you." Blah blah. And I was like, "Where are you from?" And you're like, "From Sky." And I remember being like, "Where's that?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. It's it's why I um really kind of wanted to do this podcast although it's so nerve-wracking because I've like never done anything like this like I don't think many people have even heard me speak so like this is um a a big deal for me but um I just really wanted to do it for that reason because it always felt for so long when I was coming down that you know all this travel down you know do the show well get ready for the show do the show and then it was like crash and then catching an early train back um so i i'd kind of i wouldn't i wouldn't stay long and i wouldn't um chat you know to to people much or um or yeah so i was like this is this will be great um people i might might surprise people and this is the thing with the drag (laughs) often talked about for god i've been doing this now since 2015 professionally where i've actually had to actually say i was doing it properly i've been doing it since then and you know for me there's always been that thing that we as drag artists have a tendency to be quite, not standoffish, but we might appear it because of things like Drag Race where it's, you know, it's all bitchy and it can be a bit negative. And, and I remember thinking, I don't want to, when I go into venues, I don't want people to think I'm like that. I want to be like, hi, it's really nice to meet you because it can be so... Super approachable, yeah. 
so nerve-wracking backstage thinking about the fact that, like, when I went and did the suck-off before our one, I remember going through thinking, oh, God, I'm really uncomfortable. I've never been through Glasgow and drag before, and I've never met the queens in their venue before. Like, I've seen them out and about, but it's just not the same. And this is me, of all people, being like, oh, oh. And October just made me feel so welcome, and I thought, oh, I feel so... Safe. I love her. Oh, and I've exactly, and I felt, oh, I feel so safe, so inclusive. It's so lovely. Delmonica because it's such a great yeah. Um, you know, it, it was so great for me. And I think that's like the important part of the drag community that you mentioned. And that's why I'm I'm glad I have you on this to give you those moments to talk and obviously get people to oh, thank you. They'll get to know you oh, totally. I think you're great, and you know that. I think you're a wee star in the making. So um, and you're just gorgeous anyway. But it's so interesting for me because obviously today is literally which I just said to you, I thought that's really spooky, like, timing that we're doing this interview on Transgender Day of Visibility, which is literally... Yeah. But that just... <laughs> my opinion. Um, you know, you yourself are a trans woman, and I would love for you mm -hmm. to talk about, if you don't mind, your experiences of that and being a drag artist that's also a trans woman. Yeah. Um, well, you know, RuPaul says that thing about um, how... Well, he famously said that thing about how, you know, trans women, you know, can't do drag really because once the, you know, once it's no longer a man doing it, um, it takes away the danger and the drag is an fu to male-dominated culture. And I'm, you know, you're you're hearing that and you're thinking like, but how does that make sense when you're like trying to make drag male-dominated? Like, how how does it make sense? So for me, it feels really important to kind of come back to drag as a like fully realized like you know trans woman because um I feel like we've always been part of it and you can try and I mean we have literally always been part of it Marcia P. Johnson, Sylvia Rivera it's you know you can try and erase it now um but it's yeah that drag isn't just men um, men in wigs so uh yeah you you know I, I feel like it's important and especially especially because when I did come back into the drag scene you know after my transition like the last show I did was March 2020 before like literally everything shut down um but just remembering the the reactions um from you know some of the people in the audience that you just you you wouldn't have got before and those kind of nasty, you know, looks you'd be getting and stuff that, like, even Alice had to call out. Um, but, yeah, that, that it, just that shouldn't be happening. So, and I think especially when you see something like that, like adversity, it, it's just, um, it's, it just, it's just, like, fuel to, like, okay, that, that's more reason to do it. That, that just makes it more important mm. for, like, me to be, like, taking up space. Like, obviously, I need to, if, like, you're reacting like that. You're so... Right, <clears throat> literally a perfect way to describe this because I was doing a residency with a, a charity in Fife, working with young kids, part of an LGBT group in high school, and they were asking me questions mm -hmm. about drag. And I was like, oh yeah, and they were like, you know, are you going to win Drag Race, OMG? And I said to them, listen, if Drag Race want me one day, maybe if I'm free, right? But I'd said some, but the thing I feel that I need to really, as the, this was the last session, right, their chance to just ask me whatever they wanted, and I said, I have to really emphasize this now. Drag Race is great, but it is not everything in drag because I have been working in the clubs and the theaters doing this for a very long time now. That, yeah, I, mean, I want you to know that sexuality and gender do not define you doing drag. If you want to do it, it does not matter. And I want you all to realize that women do drag, cis, non-binary, trans women all do drag. It's not men in wigs. And they yeah, it's it's... It's like, it's supposed to be this inclusive thing. It's just, it's the weirdest conversation to even be having. It's like, it's literally performance art. Like, w w why does it make sense that it's like only men that are allowed to do it? Like, it just doesn't. And my biggest thing with that was that song, and I'd love that song to listen to, you know, is the We're All Born Naked and Rest is Drag. And I'm yeah. like, if you're a man, is that, is yeah, that, is that, the <laughs> yeah. it is. And, and now I'm so thankful that he now, has had got a milk on and he's got all these kind of more inclusive vibes happening. There's been a couple of trans women on it as well, which has been great. Um, yeah. But you bringing up this conversation, I wouldn't have been at that night if it was last March, but that sort of, you, everyone jaw dropping, cause one, you just look incredible. You did before anyway, in my opinion, but you still do. Oh, thank you. 
but then being like that and you're like well yeah i do need to be here if this is the right reaction i get and i'm like yes. yeah and maybe you do need to you know yeah maybe you need to learn like so yeah, yeah. So, i'm gonna say something i would love to ask but obviously feel free to tell me shut up is you know <laughs> growing up in sky you know so obviously what was it like you know realizing you were trans and what was your story like an experience of that like um well I'm not gonna lie and say it was easy and everyone was you know super lovely and supportive and you know just made it so easy um no it, it definitely wasn't that it was um you know I, I I felt people kind of expecting me to fail especially with the cafe in the, the beginning days you definitely felt um you know oh that's not gonna last long she's not gonna last long um and you definitely felt like on your own I guess because you could you know, you were, you were like the butt of the joke. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, that, that was tough. Um, but eventually just over time, it, it, it got easier, but, um, yeah, I, I just, I just focused and knew that, um, it, you know, I was just single-minded that, you know, I have to get this done. Um, so although that, that was happening, those reactions were happening and it was upsetting, um, it never, it never kind of got in my in my head too much to, um, yeah, affect me too much. Mm -hmm. Totally. Thank you so much for sharing that. And that I'm not sure if that, I'm not sure if I answered a totally different question there, but I'm like, <laughs> your answer is the valid answer in this situation. I'm merely conducting and asking, but for me, it's interesting mm. because I just I'm more interested to know. You know, is I'd hate to have that um, presumptuous attitude, right? But when I mentioned this, yeah. Fife thing earlier is when I went on Zoom working with these kids, you know, a lot of the teachers said, what did you expect, you know, doing this? Because there was a lot of LGBT kids that I thought, well, maybe half three had about like 23. And I thought, what? Like, cause, because I had a friend from Fife who was like, there was nothing like that when I was there at school 10 years ago. And I thought, all right, okay. So what was it like? That's so good to see though. That is so good to hear. Um, so helpful to hear people feel safe enough to come out and people feel comfortable and and I'm one, so happy to see it totally and one of the things we talked about was the fact that because it's seen as sort of a small town and the countryside to like sort of scotland you know that's why people feel that sort of small town boy bronski beat vibe that oh lgbt in the countryside but what was it like for you you know being a trans woman and being out in sky was it difficult yeah, um, like it, it just it just started on like a, a really bad foot, I guess, because for me, I mean, trans is such a spectrum anyway, like, like everything is. But um, for me, like I, I definitely, I, I just thought I was, you know, just a girl when I was like, you know, young. So when I went to school, you know, my like thought was, oh, great, I'm going to be friends, so, such good friends with all the girls. And um, you, you were quickly made aware of like, no, we're we're gonna treat you differently because you look differently, and it, um, yeah, like so it it just it just um that kind of set the tone, I guess, <laughs> and they're like, okay, this is this is um this is this is interesting because it just none of it made sense to me. Um, even like when you'd be choosing your classes and stuff in like second year high school, I was still really surprised when you find yourself like, oh, I'm in a in a boys changing room. It's like what how um so yeah i think a lot of people would hear that and be like what how like how could you think that but um yeah that's like how in, in internalized and real it is you, you know you don't you don't think you're a you don't think you're a boy you don't you don't think that so yeah it was it was just it was just um being met with like a lot of resistance and stuff and um just just very awkward i guess is, is the best best word um, mm -hmm. And obviously, like like you say, like it's it's different times, like when we would have been um, <clears throat> kind of going through that, um, and you would kind of been kind of used, I guess, as like the guinea pig, um, you know. So yeah, you're, you're you're picked on, and you know you're it's it's made very clear to you that you you're, you're different. Um, but yeah, I was lucky, I guess, that I had um, that kind of close protective family that that kept me safe. Um, maybe kept me too safe from like, you know, maybe if I'd been kind of, you know, left, left on my own a, a bit, I, I would have kind of found my, myself sooner, but um, yeah, it kept me out of harm. 
brilliant. Oh, well done you for sharing. That was beautiful. And so for me, like, did you feel that drag kind of helped you realise uh, sort of parts of your identity then? Yeah, drag, like, completely, um, yeah, literally it was completely life-saving uh, going, uh, going to shows and stuff. And I was doing it underneath. And, yeah, I was just using drag as, I guess, like, the, the acceptable way of, of having that outlet because it's like you know there, there's a reason for me to be dressed up like this you know I am performing um yeah it's it's not like I'm I'm just doing this because I, I really want to do this and um I need to do this uh so it, it was definitely that moment which which I know it is for for so many um performers um but uh yeah I mean because there, there's a reason you're doing it you, you could you can do anything you could you could be you know bus driver so there's a reason that you're <laughs> you're gravitating towards towards that um but yeah and especially like meeting um I met a guy at one of the shows at CC's and it was like being clocked like he could just tell that you know he could see through my drag persona and he was just like you should just be yourself and um you know you'll be so much happier and wow. it was like that moment, it was like a switch and it was like, okay, I, I transitioned the next day. Like I, I started the next day. And um, but yeah, that's so when, when I came, when I came back home, I was, I was now Ayla. And <laughs> it's like, well, I'm going to be wearing a wig to the cafe now. I'm going to be, you know, so like, this is what's happening. Um, yeah. But it was like, okay, I can't, I can't wait anymore. Um, Life had been, I guess, on hold for so long on Sky, you hadn't been aware of things. And then coming to Edinburgh and becoming aware of it, it was like, yeah, it, it's time. That's, that's honestly, I'm, I'm welling up, I'm getting a bit emotional. Uh, uh, <laughs> so eloquently put, and such a lovely, that light switch moment isn't just even in that, you know, those moments that that just happens and you fight that flicker, right? That's it, I need to just do this. That's that fight or flight hits yeah it kicks in and you go right yeah. into fly you don't want to like fight it's brilliant it's beautiful so you talk about going into this cafe and you're Ayla because you are Ayla and you're literally like do you know what I'm going to cafe this is it I'm living my fully realized life now talk me through the cafe yeah. let me clarify <clears throat> if I get this wrong apologies Ayla but you know the cool cafe talk me through it yeah um so before I was doing the cafe I had like a, a soap and um skincare company um sky soap and um, I was doing that for like five years. Um, I was like working in my mom's gift shop and I was like selling my soaps in there. I was selling them on Shops in Sky. I was selling in Edinburgh as well. Um, and then just one day I, um, I got asked to help in the cafe because it was like really struggling and it had just opened up in Kyle um, just by the gift shop. And so I went over and I just, I never got out. <laughs> that, 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 that was it. And the, ne the next thing I know, I, I was now in charge of it and um, had to be responsible for it. And um, yeah, it was really, really tough because it, um, you know, it, it, has, it had, had started on a, a bad note, I guess. And there was like an uphill, an uphill climb kind of already. Um, but yeah, um, it wasn't what I what I I dreamed of doing initially, but I feel like I've made it into like a dream now, um, and I'm I'm so excited about it now and and the future for it. But uh, yeah, it, it, it was an, it was an, an interesting um, turn of events. <laughs> right, talk me through why now you're excited. I want to know what more about this. You know why you're saying I'm excited. What's the difference now? Tell me more. The difference now, um, I feel like going through, um, you, you have to fight so hard to transition um, that I think just going through it um, is just makes you feel stronger naturally. Um, and like I say, I definitely felt people kind of rooting for you, you know, not not all people by any means because I have had a lot of lovely, you know, local supporters and regulars. Um, but there definitely was that initially um, with, with people and um, feeling that and then, you know, kind of, you know, rising above that and, um, and surviving, you know, um, it's, 
it's what's made me excited because you know I'm still here um, and um, yeah it's it's definitely a drive in force now to um, just like go further and um, I have kind of created a wee drag family on Sky it's like five of us now um, the seductive house of Sky is the name hey. and yeah um, the plan is like as soon as lockdown lifts to start doing drag shows in the cafe um, and like yeah I would just love to um, make give that outlet to people here so they don't have to like go to Edinburgh like I did or go to Glasgow like I did um, and yeah feel like you can actually get it here um, so yeah, that, that's that's why I'm excited because I, I feel like yeah, it's just gonna get I'm gonna get stronger and stronger and stronger, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not going away. Oh, amazing! Are you like me then? Are you a mother of a house now? Like yeah, technically yeah yeah. <laughs> amazing! <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm I'm so excited for it. Do you know what? I hope mine aren't listening to this when I say this, but. I- <laughs> I'm just making it up. I'm like, yeah, listen to me. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Oh, you do, though. You're a pro. Like, at this point, you're pro. I think I'm just, um, I think I'm just now more empathetic and a bit more, um, bit, a better listener. Years ago, I would have been like, you're frustrating me. I can't do this. Whereas now I'm like, it's frustrating. Let me help you do this. That's the difference. Come to mama. Yeah. <laughs> to mama, yeah. So, you know, obviously, I think it's so great that you've, managed to continue with the cafe during all this Mm -hmm. you know what's business been like during the pandemic i can imagine it's been oh it's been thriving thriving yeah (laughs) no (laughs) um yeah i wish um yeah unfortunately i've like many people have had to be be closed for um for the majority of it um but it's it's um it's definitely not been a good thing but um you have to kind of find positives in it and I have uh, I found a positive in that it's given me well it gave me loads of time to kind of build confidence in what I was doing with it um for you know the whole time really I had always had help and I had input um I trusted people kind of above myself to kind of decide what food we do you know um etc etc so it was really kind of cool to have time to build confidence um in my own skills and i'm like i like to bake i love to cook like you know i I can do it myself so i've um i've just been like trying to learn to do as much of it myself and when i did get to reopen um late last year before things shut again um it was fantastic to be able to come back into it and um just yeah, show people like exactly 100% my vision and just doing like exactly what I want to do. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 it's been, it's been, it's been a struggle, but, um, hopefully fingers crossed we're allowed to reopen like April 26th. So, um, yeah, I just can't wait to have people in again and have kids in and stuff all having like cookies and hot chocolates and all that. But yeah. That's amazing. And it's funny because I looked at your Instagram for the cafe Mm -hmm. um, because I wanted to just do some research for the interview. And um, I'd seen like loads of baked goods and I thought, oh my God, can you bake? Like (laughs) that Instagram account. My God, I'm like, I am so not tech savvy. Like I am still locked out of that Instagram account. So I have no idea how to like update it. Um, So I should probably just like create a new one now. But um, yeah, I, I, I can bake. I can bake. I, I love to bake. Um, but so, it's just it's just one of those things I um, I just didn't have. I just didn't trust myself for some reason to do it. And um, it was fun, like I say, like over a pandemic to be like, you know, how hard is it? Like you can do it and you enjoy doing it. So just like don't feel like insecure about about these things. And um, yeah. That's so interesting. And for me, it's because I love to bake and during the pandemic, like, I actually... Banana bread. Yeah, every Monday. <laughs> like, right, banana bread stressed me from the week. <laughs> oh, my God. Banana bread's great. It's but, fun. yeah, no, baking's fun. It's, it's fun. 
I loved it. And for me, it was always that thing, you know, if someone at work pissed me off or someone I was going out with pissed me off, I'd get a whisk and go, I'm pissed off, this is their face. <laughs> yes, yeah, take that on the eggs. Yeah, no, totally. It's just like cleaning that. It's a, a really good de-stressor. Totally. Yeah. Um, so, you know, obviously we've been talking about all these amazing things happening. You're wanting now potentially do a drag show in the cafe, which is absolutely fucking incredible. And um, for me, one of the things I ask everyone is, you know, what sort of things have they been doing to cope? Because it's been such a difficult fucking time of the pandemic. You know, what sort of stuff have you been doing to cope with that then? Yeah, um, I've, it's, well, I'll just be like personal for a second. I mean, like I had my bottom surgery December 2019. Um, so one of the things I've been, I feel really grateful for is um, kind of, being locked down like after that time because I think had I been like unleashed into the world I think I just would have been like completely chaotic and you know self-destruct god god knows like it would not have been good um so I, f I feel like it was really important for me to kind of be like locked up at home and like just get to kind of grips with yeah um get to grips with it because it's 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 completely surreal it's Mm. um uh it's yeah there's you just have this like complete rush of emo like hormones like i remember like literally two weeks after the, like the operation i'm still like completely packed up and i'm like going on dates like i'm arranging dates and it's just like what the hell was i thinking um so yeah and you're, you're just all over the place you're you're crazy um like so yeah it's it's been really good for me actually to just have a time out to kind of learn myself and I'm lucky I guess I live in a, a really beautiful part of the world but um yeah I've got like big open space I can go for walks with the dog and um yeah just like kind of take care of myself which I've, I've like never done before um like being you know trans and struggling with that most of your life I mean I was like really depressed my whole you know my whole life really I was you know I had a really bad eating disorder growing up because of it um I had you know alcohol issues drug issues um because I just like couldn't handle it um and uh yeah it's been it's been it's been nice to have like a peaceful year to just kind of like take care of yourself and I've got a trainer now and like I'm like for the first time in my life like looking after myself and kind of like actually valid cherishing my life and yeah that, that I'm here and you know I, I think everyone's like you know why are you like so excited it's just like a, a regular day but it's like no it's just like a, a day I get to be like me it's just like any day now it's just like it's, it's, it's so much fun it's like yay gotta get dressed up and I get to like go out even if it's to go you know get food like you know, at the shop like that, it's it's still so everything's still so exciting for me and fun. That yeah, I'm in, I'm enjoying all the little things in life. And that I'm sure that for you was a long wait because you probably weren't enjoying the little things for a while. So now you're like, I yeah, because I can, yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's literally um, like RuPaul's is a good quote that like the kitty like fell to earth. Like it definitely feels like that. Like everything is new um, to be experienced and. Um, yeah and just fun but but yeah um and also just um kind of creating the the drag house on sky like trying to arrange that and get that going um to kind of give you know keep give me something to look forward to and give give them something to look forward to as well like i, I was like literally open and honest about it i'm like you know i could do with more friends here you know like we all we all could like you know and we we need to kind of like stick together um and uh yeah so i've been busy with that and i'm trying to get everyone to like film online performances so we can kind of like launch it kind of during covid but um yeah that's brilliant and we've been doing that at the house of liability you know when we started the house of liability last september my house and my digital drag show you know my plan was pre-pandemic a year ago in march to start the show at cab voltaire which was the confirmed oh my god but then the pandemic happened and since then we've had two more venues watch the Twitch show and go, oh, we want this. And I'm like, what? Like, just 
like we only started this on Twitch for fun because we all needed something that to look forward to. I'm so out the loop. I'm like, what's Twitch? How, what's Twitch? <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally terrible. No, you're not terrible. So eighty. It's a streaming software that gamers use, but you can put drag shows on it. So I'll tell you, I'll send you a wee message and I can like sort of talk you through how to set up the show that you'd want to do on Twitch because it's really useful to put shows on there because it doesn't... Yeah, it sounds like I need, I'll need it. Totally. But that's so <laughs> important and brilliant. And it's just so enlightening hearing this all from you and seeing it's not even just the words, it's your face light up. It's that thing... Aww face just light up and you go oh you feel that energy transference over a fucking screen you feel it like yeah and it's so interesting and obviously you know this is a time for you that you mentioned about this you need that time you know I don't mean physically when I say this but that time to heal and and fall back mm -hmm. yourself and, and mm -hmm. it's like starting from the beginning I feel in a way is it or am I it, 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 it completely is it's like it's you know I was healed technically in March but like it's 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 the mental adjustment period that that you know, that takes a, a long time. Um, and I didn't really expect it would at all because, you know, people would say to me before, like, this is going to be such a massive change for you. Like, once once this happens, like, everything changes. But, um, yeah, I didn't really believe that because I'm like, well, in my head, I'm the same person. You know, I'm, I've always been Ayla in my head. Like, you know, it's not going to make that much of a difference other than, you know, it's going to make getting dressed a lot easier and stuff but, and showers less work. But, like... Um, yeah, you don't think it's gonna um, gonna shake you as much as much as it does, and yeah, it's it's just it's it's a it's a lot to process, um, <laughs> definitely. Um, and yeah, sometimes it feels hard to even like acknowledge that because you just kind of feel like I should be over it by now. I should be you know well you know used to this all by now. But um, but no, it's it's not not even like the, like the those kind of adjustments that you'd think it will be like, okay, now you're noticing, you know, last time I was out, I was traveling for work and um, I'm wearing like literally a sports top and sports leggings. A guy cycles right by me and shouts, you're asking for it. Um, two guys walking like literally past me and they're like smiley and nice. Um, and it's like that Ted Bundy thing, like, cause they like look, I guess not as you'd expect those people to look like. Um, you just don't necessarily, you know, um, you see them differently. And, you know, so I just thought they were like saying something nice. And then I heard what he said and he's like, great tits. And I'm like, that's, that's not, that's not nice. That's not friendly. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's those kind of adjustments. It's like, okay, now when you go out, it's different. Now it's, you know, you know, um, it's it's scary being a woman. <laughs> it's really scary. Um, you notice that, like, okay, now you can't, you know, really go anywhere alone. It's it's scary. It's um, if if you do go anywhere alone, it's like that changes very quickly, and someone comes up to you, and um, it's 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 this kind of stuff that can be a lot, and also just um, how women are with you. I think can can trip you up as well because. You think women are going to be so supportive and so lovely, but um, women can be really, really competitive and uh, really, um, yeah, um, sabotagey. Let, let's say uh, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's 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 understanding. It's navigating that that minefield of um, yeah. Yeah, you're so right, and it's for me hearing all from you so. Um, important because I am not going to sit here, although I myself identify as non-binary, I'm not going to sit here and go, yes. I feel like you should tell me, like, uh, no, like, you tell me what you feel and think because that's the important part of this conversation. Um, so it's so interesting because, you know, that must be a head fuck, you know, women looking at you differently, but then men looking differently. You're just like, Christ, how do I look at myself now? Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, de definitely, definitely that, definitely that. Um... Yeah, it's it's just it's 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 very it's very weird. Um, it's just all new to you, and you, you you're, you've not been trained in, in how to handle these situations. So um, yeah, it's it's all just like oh, don't 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 rope me into this. I don't want to get involved in this. Like um, I, mm -hmm. yeah, like my ex manager, for example. Um, you know, it was it was like mind games. You know, she would be constantly telling me, you know, like. Um, 
I was the mistress. I was the other woman. I just needed to just, like go on like fab swingers and have tons of casual sex and stuff like this. Um, and then kind of as I kind of started to embrace that more, I guess, um, you know, that kind of f- sexual liberation, female empowerment kind of thing, um, she started to have problems with it. You know, like as, as soon as I, you know, had a boob job, as soon as, you know, et cetera, you know, things started to change. And then it was, you know, I, I think you should like dye your hair brown. Like, I don't think this blonde is you. I think like, you know, this isn't you. Like, I, I see you as more like Cheryl Cole. And then when I went to have like, um, I was going in for um, another boob job. And then she was like, if you do that, you're going to be the worst type of woman. Don't be the worst type of woman. And, and you're like, she just started, you know, she just changed with me and it became like this really horrendous work environment. Mm. Um, and it's like, what's going on here? And then when you realize that, you know, this is just, you know, female competitiveness, this, that's all it is. It's, it's, it's crazy. She is just, in my opinion, I've not met her, but I'm hearing it. All that screams to me was projecting her own insecurity. Like, yeah, literally. Yeah, that's it. And it's, but it, yeah, what are you going to say? The, the, the thing you'll find, I think, um, is that they they will act really supportive when they feel like they've got you in like this position as like the the lesser. Yeah, like you're you're trying to be me, um, kind of thing. Um, oh look, she's trying. Bless. Like when they have you in that role. Um, they're very comfortable with that and they love that. But as soon as it feels for them like we're, you know, <clears throat> kind of competing or we're in the same kind of category, yeah. it, it instantly changes. Instantly. It's almost sort of like a gatekeeping. Like I would describe mm-hmm. that like the arts or in, even I've seen it in the drag community, that gatekeeping of I'm happy if you're below me, but if you're on my level, I'm not having it. Definitely, that that has been one of the weirdest things to 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 get used to is you know because it is just such a headstock. It's like, who, who do you believe? What can you trust? Like you know, are you my friend? Like you know, is this genuine? Um, like it's it's it can be hard to know. So um, yeah. yeah, and all of that stuff, unfortunately, and I hate to say it, travels everywhere. Work, personally, friendships, family. It just that shit happens. But that does not invalidate what you've said about your own experiences. That. It's, it's so interesting and I hope my listeners, because there will be a lot of younger listeners who maybe identify trans, have just came out as trans or are realizing they're trans. Mm-hmm. One of the questions I like to put to you is, you know, what would your word of, words of wisdom be for younger people that maybe are trans or are going through that journey themselves and they want to do drag and, and just also be themselves? What would you say to them? Um, two, kind of two things, I guess. Uh, the first thing would be to please not tell yourself that um, society doesn't accept you as a trans person. Um, like, please don't internalize that message because, yeah, I just, I just don't think that's good and I just don't think it's honest or reflective of, you know, the world. I, you know, there's, there's lots of things where, you know, people, you know, might have issue with it, but, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that, um, you know, there's still a whole other part of the world that loves that, so... Um, I, I think um, don't, don't don't internalize that and 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 feel like you have every right to be here, like everyone else does. Um, and the second thing would be, I know a common thing we all have is that fear of transitioning because of family and what family will think um, and friends. Um, and I just always think that as much as your family love you and know you and as much as your friends love you and know you, you know, you do know yourself better um, at the end of the day and it won't, you know, as much as they love you, it won't matter to them if you, you know, lived the rest of your life kind of pushing it under. And when you think about that, I think it changes everything um, because you're like, oh yeah, this, this is just something that I have to deal with and only I can deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing, I guess, kind of in that same context, same vein would be um, if people, if your friends and family are struggling to get it now while you're alive, then I think, like, I just always say to myself, like, you know, what's this going to be like when I'm not here? 
um, like if you're if you're struggling now, what's it going to be like when I'm dead? And um, I'm not sure if that's important for people, but for me, it's really important to know that the people in your life, um, it's the same energy when you're with them um, as it is when when you're not. So that that's my advice I'd give. That that was powerful. That last sentence hit me. I went, "Whoa!" That was a powerful statement to make. <laughs> to just take that in a minute, but that was that. <laughs> For me, as a drag artist like you, you know, what would you say to younger dra- drag artists in the making that I've spoken about this earlier with you about younger people and me saying, you know, it's all inclusive of all genders and sexualities. We're not like men that are gay as women. That's not, that's not as, what would you say to younger people who maybe want to do drag that are thinking, oh, but I'm trans or I'm non-binary, so I shouldn't do this. What would you say to them? Because you're a drag queen as well. Um, I think just don't get in your head so much about it and um you know do what makes you happy and it's not for anyone else to tell you that that's not art like you know if 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 if, if that's what you're doing if that's what you're creating and putting out there then it is art so like um i yeah i think um it's supposed to be fun like it's supposed to be fun so um don't don't let um kind of thing things change that um it, it should it should just be you know a fun personal thing um so it, yeah it's for anyone to enjoy it's so funny you would say that Ayla because one of the things I say to my kids every single time we're preparing for the twitch shows is my kids yeah uh, yeah kids and I love it <laughs> they message me and they're like I'm stressed I don't think this was good enough and I just go it's supposed to be fun first and stressful second and if it's not fun then we need to go over another performance that you could do instead because I want you to be having fun not stressed and they go you're so right it was fun that's it and I go right there, there there's nothing better than when you see someone on stage just having the time of their lives um it just gives me the most joy to see that um it's the thing I've never understood in the drag communities seeing some people you know, you're, you're watching, you're both watching the same performance and the person's in your ear like, oh, they missed that move. And it's like, what? You're, you're looking at that for me. I'm just like, yes, get it. Like, I'm, you know, this is like a, a space for us all to just celebrate, you know, being. So, and that's what my drag is for me. My drag is just like a complete celebration of like, hey, fuck, I made it. Like, I, I did not think I would ever fucking get here. And, you know, it's crazy doing this podcast because, like, you, you know, I was, like, nervous before it because I'm, like, you, the person you met, I don't, I don't even know. Like, I don't even remember. I don't, like, so it's, it's, it's crazy to, um, yeah, it's, it's such a, it's such a, a flashback uh, to that kind of time. Um, Brilliant. I am getting very much a Libra <clears throat> off of you, by the way. Like, yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, Libra, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well spotted, well spotted. <laughs> Evelyn, about performing. What in your drag career so far has been your favorite performance you've done? Oh, definitely 100% Grown Woman by Beyonce. And I can't believe I'm saying that because it's like, I should obviously be saying like a Britney song, like I think, but um, no, uh, Grown Woman by Beyonce, it's like, the entire message of that song is like exactly what, yeah, I want my drag to be, which is just, you know, celebrating womanhood, like it, that confidence, um, like I'm here. So yeah, that's that's always been the funnest one. That's brilliant. I do remember, I think it was Amy Lamore used to introduce you as the Britney Spears of drag because you always- I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love her so much and I miss her so much. I miss you both. Oh, oh, we miss you too, yeah. So it's, I just remember that you were the Britney Spears of drag, literally, yeah. Brilliant. Uh, the Britney Spears of drag, oh my God. In the best way, in the best way. It's a compliment. Of course, of course. Queen, queen. In season three of Afternoon Delight, which makes this season its own special season, as we ask people, you know, was there ever a time where things were really shit, you weren't feeling great, or things really took a bad turn with mental health, physical health, anything, anything you think, and there was one moment of hope that got you through it. Um, We ask every guest, was there that moment that they would like to talk about in the podcast, and I would love to hear your one moment of hope. My one moment of hope, um, I think it 
it it really would have been um when I started um like when I had my my first surgery I guess would be like my moment of hope because it was such a fight to get there um and I never thought I would um I always thought like okay this will be something that I'll have to do when I'm 50 or 60 you know I'll have to wait until my family you know pat you know my parents have passed you know I was thinking that kind of thing um so to 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 fight to get there and you know raise the money and um and then to you know to to kind of feel that hope afterwards of of you know it is going to be possible for me now to kind of go about my my life as as myself and you know not kind of deal with the stuff I was dealing with at the time which is you know yeah you know you are dealing with that that prejudice and that's just like the unfortunate thing for so many trans you know especially trans women is you know sometimes they're you know they're just you know there there is quite a lot of you know work to do um and i was definitely one of those cases um i think it's just one of those like ironic things that um like oh of course i'd be born with like you know the strong jaw of course i'd be born with like you know the str- like uh, you know it's just like oh why 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 wouldn't it be like that um so yeah um for me that was like the the time i, f- I felt the most hope because yeah it was it was it was life changing at that time and yeah life's changed since then but that that was definitely you know a, a big hopeful moment of like things are going to be okay like and Ayla is going to take over the fucking Scottish drag scene with the sounds of things when the pandemic stops I can see it happening <laughs> it happening oh uh, we have re- I just want to be as many as many places as possible and um just like be an example of like anything's possible you can do it that's brilliant. We have reached the last question of the episode that I ask every guest. The infamous question at the end. We sum up Afternoon Delight episode with an inspiring quote from our guest that is either their own, a lyric, a mantra, anything. But it can be an inspiring quote that you would like to share. And I would love for you to share it before we round off the episode. Okay. Um, it was not so much a quote that I live by, but it's more um, like a picture that I live with. Um, so I have like a picture of Amanda Lepore on my phone. That's like my wallpaper, and that's I I just like live by that basically. Uh, like every morning I see her, and I'm like, yeah, um, her commitment to beauty. Like I, you know, I'm gonna turn a look today. I'm gonna, you know, go out there and not give a damn what anyone thinks. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I like use her as like my my daily inspiration to to get a free life. <laughs> I reckon, Ayla, one day you will be people's inspiration. Like Amanda. Oh, I, I hope so. Like, I, I hope so. It, and it doesn't matter um, how many people um, you are that for. Like, if, if you can inspire one person, like, it's such a cringy, cliche thing to say, but, like, uh, it's, yeah, it's what it's about, isn't it? You're so right. Ayla, thank you so much for joining me afternoon tonight. It's been such a pleasure catching up and hearing your amazing story. Oh, thank you. Thanks for letting me share it. Thank you. Honestly, I was so blown away by how inspiring Ayla is, offering the first ever visual representation for the quote, oh my God, beautiful, poetic, you know, we often end these episodes with inspiring quotes to make people kind of feel like they can be a mantra or they can be a phrase that you follow that will come into your everyday life. But the idea of using a picture for some reason just really resonated with Ayla's character going, yeah, do you know what I do? I just look at a photo, a singular picture of Amanda Lepore and I just go, this is it. And I thought, beautiful, poetic. I love a visual. I'm an artist, but that really sometimes a picture can say a thousand words and why do you need to let it just look at it and take in the beauty and with Ayla I could listen to her talk all day every day but for some reason she's got such a beautiful glow and aura about her that when I sat and seen how happy she was talking about all these stories 
and her experiences as a trans woman and a drag artist and her goals to do her own show in a cafe up in the Highlands, I think, oh, this right there is why we get up every day and we do bloody drag and we do this because of people like her. Ayla, if you're listening, thank you so much for joining me, sharing your beautiful story and I hope that we did it justice. I look forward to catching up with you when things begin to open and we can have a drink at CC's and get drunk and catch up. Lots of love to you, my darling. Thank you so much for joining me on Afternoon Delight. What a lovely Saturday afternoon it's been. I am back tomorrow with the gorgeous radio DJ and BBC journalist, Frankie Elise, who has been creating her own EP with her band with her sister called Kintra with a violinist. Isn't this just wild? We chat her studying law and her going to Bifa and that changing her life. And I can't wait till you all hear that episode. But until then, I'm signing off, going to go enjoy the sunshine, stay safe, and remember to breathe.